Is the story of Easter Island a cautionary tale about a vast civilization that destroyed their environment and doomed themselves true? Or did something else cause the civilization that built hundreds of giant stone figures known as Moai to collapse? My name is Laura Taylor, and with me this week, as always... is me, Andrew. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Digging Deeper with the Ancients. This week's topic is a lot more modern than even we realized before starting our research. Technically, it's not even ancient history, but since we didn't know it, we figure that many others probably don't either, and so we're covering it anyways. This is also yet another culture that relied almost exclusively on oral folklore. And although they did independently develop a written language, very few people could read. So once again, we rely on the accounts of outsiders written years later. Was it farmers digging wells? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, th this, this doesn't really have much for farmers in it at all, actually. Oh, that's right, because there's not much plant life there at all anymore. At least that's what I've noticed from all the other things that I've researched for. And in, your, in your general research for yeah. it? So, the island. Rapa Nui, also known as Easter Island, is an island in the southwestern Pacific Ocean that is now a territory of Chile, but was originally settled by Polynesians. The island is 24 kilometers long and 12 kilometers at its widest point, with the overall shape of a triangle. It has an area of about 160 square kilometers, which is half the size of New York City, or for our regular listeners, the island of Crete we mentioned in the Minoan episode is more than 50 times larger than Easter Island. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Easter Island is also over 2,000 kilometers away from the nearest inhabited land. Which would be Chile or Hawaii? Chile. Chile. Hawaii is a little bit further from that. Because yeah, I, I know it's between Hawaii yeah. and Chile. So. Yeah. The legend of the settlement of Easter Island is very simple. A Polynesian king on another island dreamt of a place where he would rule without challenge from neighboring chiefs. And since he had already lost multiple battles against the nearest chiefs, he thought it worth the risk of taking some of his people and fleeing to this new land. So he gathered a small group of people, chickens, and various plants into a couple of sailing boats and set off on the 2,000 kilometer plus journey. Although obviously he didn't know how far it would be at the time. Now, the story gets difficult fast after that because no one can even un agree on when this was. It was probably before I was born, though. Yeah. Like, I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> Although this is this this topic covers the closest time to when you were born. Well, yes. Out yeah. of any of our topics, because yeah, it's like, much earlier. Norse mythology was, was close, but I think this is even closer. Yeah, yeah. Because typically ancient history has to... We're using it as about a thousand years or older. Mm -hmm. The rough definition of ancient history is the invention of written language until the fall of the Roman Empire. So about 3500 BC to 500 AD. Well, we stretch it out a little bit longer than that even. Yeah, but we're, this... we're, we're more modern ancient. <laughs> but yes, this is 
much more modern. There's just so much controversy surrounding the island and the giant stone statues called Moai that it is known for, and the reasons for those controversies vary greatly, from modern problems like the spread of misinformation, which would be theories that are presented in various books as fact, books published as recently as 2005. Fake news. Exactly. To more common problems like different interpretations of archaeological finds and translation disagreements, which is also common. Mm -hmm. This civilization is different from others we've covered, though in that the Rapa Nui people as a whole have survived. Descendants of the original settlers are alive today. However, like most Aboriginal groups, they suffered huge losses of people, lands, and culture. Around the middle of the 19th century, only 36 children were born to the Rapa Nui people. Wow. Of thousands of original settlers. And they probably ended up just kind of merging in with other cultures and ended up losing their own culture. Yeah, basically. So one of the main controversies surrounding Rapa Nui is when the island was first inhabited by people. The estimates range from 300 to 1200 AD, with the current best estimate being 1200, with ongoing archaeological studies providing this date through radiocarbon dating the earliest disturbed layers of Earth. This would also coincide closely with the arrival of Polynesians on nearby islands like Hawaii. Although with Rapa Nui being the farthest away, it is likely that it was one of the very last, if not the last, habitable place humans settled on Earth. That we know of. Yes, and I also added the habitable because obviously we haven't settled, really settled, truly settled mm-hmm. the Antarctica. Uh, or... I actually just saw something on like the Discovery Channel where that, that island was created from lava and then oh, yeah, it lasted for a week and then was gone. So this is around the same time that Genghis Khan was invading China, the Crusades were underway in Europe, and even the University of Paris was established this year. Wow. So just consider that. People have only had access to this island as long as the University of Paris has been around. It's really crazy considering people started migrating from Africa pretty much as soon as we were able to 50,000 years ago. And this island has been inhabited less than a thousand years. Well, it is also a pretty small island, so it took forever to find. It is, <laughs> but I just, wow. But yeah, that, that, that is really interesting. Sorry to run on about that. That's fine. But that fact kind of blew my mind when I learned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another controversy is regarding the population of the island and its changes over time. This stemmed from the Europeans who visited the island. The first Europeans only saw a few thousand people, but they believed that the construction of the Moai could only have been achieved by a large, extremely advanced civilization. They also found thousands of obsidian shards scattered around, which they assumed were weapons, and that the islanders had recently been through a great civil war. Unsurprisingly, the Europeans thought the Rapa Nui people savages incapable of the art that went into creating the Moai, and the engineering required to move them. I will talk about the Moai in greater detail later. Mm -hmm. It is common belief now that the Rapa Nui civilization was never very large, with a population of three to 4,000 at its height, around contact with the first Europeans. The island simply could not support a large population with its limited resources. Mm -hmm. 
Which makes sense. It was small. Yeah. <laughs> it was also believed for a very long time that the Rapa Nui people cut down the forest to move the Moai. The idea was that the Moai were rolled on logs from the quarry where they were carved to the altars they were placed on around the island. This method of moving the Moai has recently been demonstrated to be very unlikely because it would require far too many people and more trees than they had access to after approximately 1300 AD. The destruction of the ecosystem is also theorized to have caused the collapse of the entire civilization. Archaeological evidence has revealed that prior to human occupation, the island was covered by a thick tropical forest with a minimum of 21 species of trees, including the largest palm tree in the world, which is now extinct, and, multiple, and a multitude of bird species. So it isn't the fact that people being present resulted in the destruction of the ecosystem that is up for debate, but more the reasoning behind the destruction and whether it led to the collapse of the civilization. After all, the island that was once home to a tropical forest now has no trees taller than a couple of meters. In fact, all of the trees were gone within a couple hundred years of people arriving. There is no arguing that people were involved. However, modern theories based on science and archaeology suggest that although the initial settlers did use slash-and-burn agricultural techniques, they had a number of reasons, and it's unlikely the Moai had anything to do with them. And I'll discuss the Moai later. Mm -hmm. But for now, let's focus on the people and how they were able to survive on this strange island. So, what do we need to survive? Uh, food. Okay. Water. Uh, food. We'll Shelter. Start, we'll start with food. Okay. The majority of the palm trees on the island took 50 years to mature and become fruit-bearing. They weren't a good source of food. No. The people chose to cut down the trees to make room for farming the crops that they brought with them, including mm -hmm. sweet potatoes, yams, taro, bananas, and sugarcane. The use of this slash and burn agriculture was very common at the time, and even and it's even been used into the 20th century. Yeah, it's still being used now. Yeah, exactly. They also bred the chickens they brought in stone coops, and those coops still exist today. Hmm. And even though chickens were the only domesticated animal on the island, they may have also eaten the rats that hitched rides on their boats and bred at extremely high rates on the island due to no natural predators, as well as seabird eggs and fish. Trees would have been used for building boats, but not in excessive amounts. How about for shelters? Yes. Let's finish with food, though. Okay. <laughs> yep. It is also important to note that over time, the people developed new techniques and intensified their agricultural efforts prior to European arrival. This is evident in archaeological finds that show a multitude of composting pits and irrigation systems. Large boulders were stacked as barriers against the wind, and in, and in the fields, a system of agriculture called lithic mulch was employed. In this method, Farmers would lay rocks out in patterns in the fields, forcing the plants to grow around the rocks. This lithic mulch method increases soil moisture while decreasing erosion from wind, effectively combating the negative growing conditions caused by their slash and burn techniques. So they had plenty of food even after the deforestation. In fact, they probably had more without the forest than if they had mm -hmm. kept 
the forest. So that makes the theory that starvation was the collapse of, was what led to the collapse of the civilization. Highly unlikely. Although there are people who believe that the Rapa Nui were forced to improve their agriculture techniques after suffering multiple famines, the civilization adapted and didn't collapse then. So why would it after the new techniques were created? I, I, uh, illness, yeah. perhaps? But probably not set on by food. No, unless it was really bad food. That <laughs> uh, cooking. So, you also said, then you said shelter. Did shelter, you use the yes. trees for shelter. So, the first settlers, before constructing proper homes, lived in the numerous caves scattered around the island. They likely did use some of the trees when they created their houses early on, but they definitely didn't rely on them entirely because they adapted to living without large trees quite well, as evidenced by this letter from a French missionary who lived with them in the 1800s. He describes this. The furniture is very simple. The kitchenware consists of a gourd to contain water and a straw-woven sack to keep the sweet potatoes. In relation to the bed and its furnitures, you can imagine how they are as soon as I talk about the cabin. Imagine an upside-down, half-opened boat resting on the slit of its base, and you will get an idea about the shape of this cabin. Some sticks wrapped wrapped up with straw give shape to the frame and the roof. A doorway shaped like an oven mouth allows its inhabitants and visitors to enter, crawling, not on their knees, but on their stomach. This doorway is situated in the middle of the cabin and allows just enough light to pass through to be able to see one another after a few moments inside. There is evidence of hundreds of these houses all over the island, with the average length being 15 meters and the largest being 45 meters long. And they were all likely lo- used just for sleeping. But you couldn't even stand up in them. They were... Well, so for sure it'd be sleeping. Yeah. But so it's it a tropical ha- island. What would they need shelter for? Well, and it... Obviously, they wouldn't need a whole lot of wood. And mm. even in that... Of course, by the 1800s, they didn't have much for trees on the island yeah. at all. And I'm sure if weather got really bad, they still had those caves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and clothing... The Rapa Nui people relied exclusively on agriculture for their clothing. They brought over plants that they made all of their clothing out of. So when doing the slash and burn agriculture, that wasn't just for food, that was also for clothing. So one of the plants the original settlers brought with them was the mahute. It was what they made all their clothing from. Okay. So overall, at least to me... It's Polynesian cotton. (laughs) I, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) <laughs> Overall, at least to me, it seems that the Rapa Nui settlers saw more value in the immediate survival than preserving the ecosystem, which only makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing all people would do, all animals do, really. They also had no way of knowing that the rats would consider the local tree seeds, nuts, and seabird eggs so tasty, which led to very few new trees after the initial forests were destroyed. With seabirds being the primary pollinators for a variety of local plants, when the seabirds disappeared, so did the plants. It's been calculated that there were as many as 3 million rats on the island prior to the introduction of cats and dogs. Which I couldn't find an exact date for that, but it was definitely after 1800. Mm. 
three million rats eating all. I mean, the islanders themselves struggled with the rats eating their eating mm-hmm. their seeds, let alone the trees and the birds and everything. So, this is why I don't believe that the Rapa Nui people intentionally destroyed their natural ecosystem of the island. They altered it for their own survival, not to move the Moai. Now, onto the Moai themselves. So, if you think of Easter Island, you think of... The big heads. You think of giant stone heads. Yep. Big stoners. Well, the Moai are monolithic human figures seen only on Easter Island. They're not just heads, though. They are full bodies. Right. But... Most people only think of the heads. Yeah, because most of them are buried up to their necks, aren't they? A lot of them are buried up to their yeah. necks, yes. They were carved by the Rapanui people from a compressed volcanic rock called Tuff, using stone chisels. So, even though we're in 1200, these people weren't using metal. Right. We're, we're in the time when... <laughs> they're, they're still a primitive people. Yeah, they're very... They're still Stone Age, even though the rest of the, most of the rest of the world has mm-hmm. moved much further. Groups of people worked together to carve out a single moai. There were over 900 moai on the island, ranging from the smallest at just over one meter tall to the largest believed to be too tall for them to stand at 21 meters tall, or 69 feet if you're American. Nice. <laughs> There are numerous theories and outrageous explanations regarding the Moai, but we're not going to but we're not going into them all. It's okay, I'll get into some later. Okay. <laughs> because although it is certainly possible that one of those outlandish theories is indeed true, it's extremely unlikely. And there is nothing to support that aliens created them. What? I'm sorry, ancient aliens TV show. I got, I got notes on it. <laughs> Instead, I'll explain the most commonly accepted theories or facts about them. The Moai were constructed starting around 1250 AD, so this is not long after the island was settled. But they're wholly unique to Easter Island, so none of the other... This is, this is really neat, that they started them not long after they arrived, but none of the other Polynesian islands have them. So it's like somebody got there and had this great idea and... Maybe they're all based after one guy, and he was their leader at the time. Well, there it is estimated that they're all representations of ancestors, but they believe they're different people. Okay. Yeah. Or, everything. Or maybe, fa- maybe it was one of those big art classes, you know, where everyone paints the same thing. But they weren't made at the same time. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, they, they recorded an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They were composed of two stones, with the larger bottom piece carved to look like the body and head of the person, and the top piece representing hair. Although the hair piece isn't as commonly found as the body, so there is a lot more doubt about whether it is hair or a hat, helmet, or a headdress. Like, think of the Olmec heads. Mm-hmm. Or even the, the, the Terracotta army, where they're all a little bit different. Yeah. The hairpiece was also made at a second quarry from the body slash headpiece and used different rock. Many moai can still be found in the quarry, including the 21 meter tall one that was probably too big to move. Mm-hmm. 
Researchers have calculated that it would take a group of 12 people a year to carve one moai, using the stone tools of the time. They had no metal tools, pulleys, or wheels, and transported them across the island to ceremonial altars close to the sea. They had no metal tools, pulleys, or wheels, and transported them across the island to ceremonial altars close to the sea, facing nearby villages. It wasn't until the moai was in its final resting place that the hair and eyes were added and only about one-fifth of the moai reached the altars. Most were abandoned for various reasons, and studying them reveals that most of the abandoned ones have flaws of some sort, as if they were damaged along the journey or during construction. Some even remain in the holes. These would be the ones that you say are covered up to the neck. Well, these holes were created downslope of the original quarry, so they slid them down the site into the hole so that they could carve the back of them. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of them just abandoned in those holes, but that's that's the generally accepted reasoning for it, is that they were damaged for one reason or another, and they didn't find they didn't think it was a good representation or a way of honoring their ancestors. When Europeans asked the Rapa Nui people how they moved the Moai, they were played with, they walked. <laughs> Which, until recently, was brushed aside as maybe something was lost in translation, or they didn't want to explain some secret to outsiders. But recently, a new theory was tested, and is very likely how they put the Moai in place. The idea is that the Moai did indeed walk into place. It's been found that by using large groups of people and a lot of ropes tied around the top of the Moai, they can be rocked back and forth and moved forward at a rate of about a kilometer a day, which would resemble the Moai walking. The largest Moai at an altar is 10 meters tall and weighs as much as a fully loaded 737. Cool. So here's my Simpson reference for the episode. The Simpsons have referenced Easter Island multiple times in the TV show, games, and even their fun calendar. Which, yes, I've gotten almost every year since it started about 30 years ago. In one episode, Selma visits Easter Island, another, Moa shuts down his bar to visit the island, and in another, Moai are being made in Tahiti. In the tapped out game, there is an island called Easter Island with a Moai on it, and the 1993 fun calendar features a picture of Bart and Milhouse on the island looking at a bunch of Moai. That is, that is about all I have. Okay. So they were, well, it was featured not heavily because the family itself themselves didn't go to the island, so mm-hmm. it's not one of their. But it's. But but it's been on the episode a few times and yeah. referenced a lot. So. And Mo shut down the bar to visit it, so well, he yeah, was, and that's very. It was important. his. It was a dream for him to visit Easter Island, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool. The Moai were obviously a very important part of the Rapa Nui culture for hundreds of years. In fact, the Dutch sailors who first made contact with the Rapa Nui people wrote about their devotion to the Moai. So the destruction of them by islanders themselves was shocking and a sign that civilization was collapsing. Even though the Rapa Nui people are still around today, it's uncontested that their civilization did indeed collapse. Um, Now, there's various possible reasons, theories. 
first theory, as always, is civil war, or war in general. It's a theory that every collapsed civilization, there's always a chance of that, right? However, the Rapanui were not a violent people, and and had only spears as weapons. Although this changed after too many negative interactions with outsiders and their guns, they only had spears for fishing or hunting birds, and the thousands of obsidian blades, quote-unquote blades, found throughout Dalen were shaped to dig or scrape, not stab. So they were likely discarded tools used in agriculture. It has also been theorized that the Rapa Nui used the creation of the Moai as a competition, and another competition called the Birdman competition as a way to release their aggressions non-violently. Mm-hmm. Other Polynesian islands suffered greatly from infighting, but there is no evidence that Easter Island did, with no real weapons, as well as no fortifications or tool and weapon marks on bones. This is yet another debated topic, although I found no evidence behind the theories of Rapa Nui fighting one another. Also, all the islanders would have been related to each other, so it's less likely that they would kill one another over minor arguments. At, at least most people I know. Mm. Would, there are obviously some families that... <laughs> yes, I, I, I know some people in families. <laughs> and we already covered the possible environmental factors regarding mm. the collapse of the civilization. And then this third one, this is the basket I'm putting all my eggs in. <laughs> Aliens. Outside influence. Contact with outside people, not aliens. Well, Open. aliens to the island. Contact the outside people led to the collapse of the civilization due to a combination of accidents and deliberate acts against the people. So here's just a brief little timeline. 1722 is when the Dutch sailors landed. This was, this was the first contact with Europeans, and they wrote about the islanders' devotion to the statues. There were about three to 4,000 people, and they only had spears. Fifty years later... British explorer Cook describes the impoverished state of the island. Very few crops, only about 600 people. Islanders now carried weapons when greeting foreigners. Most of the Moai had been toppled or broken or destroyed in some way. <laughs> so the Rapa Nui population went from three to 4,000 to only a few hundred within 50 years. Then more Europeans arrived with whole new diseases. <laughs> in 17, this is considered kind of the last, I don't know, the last step of the collapse of the civilization was that in 1789, Easter Island began being printed on maps. Ah. Yeah. And... Then it became a destination. Yes. Especially for slave raids. Most of the people were taken in a slave raid to Peru with only a couple hundred remaining on the island. And only... And even though... Most of the people, they fought against the people of Peru in general, wanted the people brought back. They were against the slavers. Between the slave trade, the working, the transportation of them, and they also carried smallpox, only about 15 people ended up returning to the island. And of course, they brought smallpox back with them, which then further decimated the population, so that in... 1866, only 36 children were born to the islanders. So basically, it's like you said. It would have, when the Dutch first arrived, 
it would have been like us having aliens touch down. Yep. Well, and it was to them. Yeah. Well, and both an advanced civilization showing up. Yeah, both sides were curious, but the Europeans were also a little afraid because a hugely popular book, Robinson Crusoe, by Daniel Defoe, was published just three years earlier. Now, I didn't actually know much about this book, but it is a tale of an adventurer who sails around the world and comes across islanders who are cannibals. So, in this initial meeting between the Dutch and the Rapa Nui people, the Europeans ended up firing on the natives, and a few were killed. As first contact goes, it did not go well. As you know, from Star Trek, first contact, you don't fire on them. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's second contact where everything starts going better. (laughs) And it is likely that this encounter was passed on through generations of people. Combine this with the islander deaths caused by European diseases and the Rapa Nui probably lost faith in their gods. This would have been the start of the collapse of the civilization. The people destroyed the Moai and stopped caring about the writing tablets, with Europeans noting that they were using the tablets for firewood and that they couldn't agree how to read the language. I will also add that there were only a few dozen tablets ever found, whether it's because they didn't have many at all, or they, they were, were destroyed. all destroyed. Exactly. And again, this writing is not found on any of the other Polynesian islands. It was developed, it appears to be have been developed independently. Yeah. And the tablets are all in private collections. Because when the island showed up on the Jones map... Need These belong in a museum. Yes. When, they, when Easter Island was put on the map, it was plundered. Yes, in the 1800s, all of those, all of the tablets and a few dozen other wooden objects will never see the public. <laughs> even in the, if you think about too, even in the Americas, 80% of Aboriginals died due to disease after contact with Europeans. And on other Polynesian islands, the rate was as high as 90%. Wow. So, in the end, yes, I realize this is a very dark episode and dark ending, but... In the end, Easter Island is not the site of an ecological suicide, but of a genocide. All right, let me lighten things up a little bit. Yes, please do. All right, so the Moai, they are everywhere in pop culture. In, in Just in animation, there's over 60 different shows that I was able to find. And that includes Super Friends from 1978, Spider-Man from 1981, G.I. Joe in 1985, Mask and also in 1985, Gargoyles in 1996, <laughs> Johnny Quest in 1996, Superman in 1998, Dilbert in 1999, Justice League in 2003, One Piece in 2006, Pokemon in 2008, uh, The Critic, Futurama, uh, and both in like one is in 1999, one is in 2002, American Dad 2013, uh, Scratch Continental Crack Up. From Ice Age, Scrat. Oh, okay. Uh, the whole thing, and it takes place on, uh, near Easter Island. That uh, was in 2010. Uh, Rick and Morty in 2014. Uh, the new Inspector Gadget Show in 2015. Pokemon Sun and Moon in 2017. And in SpongeBob SquarePants, Squidward's home is a Moai. <laughs> the Incredibles in 2004. Uh, Adventures of Tintin in 2011. And Minions in 2015. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. I remember that. Now, in live-action films, there are 13 movies that, that have the Moai in them, including Mothra in 1961. Okay. Chariots of the Gods, uh, which is a book written by uh, Eric von Dunfin, uh, one of the, the guys from Ancient Aliens. <laughs> so his book, Chariots of the Gods, 1970. Let me guess, Aliens. Well, yeah. Chariots of the Gods. Sky Pirates in 1986, Mars Attacks in 1996, and I don't know if you've heard of this movie, Night at the Museum. In 2006, 2009, 2014, there was a big Moai statue whose line was, Dum Dum Gum Gum. Funny you say Mars Attacks featured them because that was when I was saying the line about it'd be like aliens coming to... Touching down for us, mm-hmm. super curious, but they're also incredibly dangerous. I was Mars attacks is what immediately pops into my head. Yeah, because they come out seeming peaceful, and then everyone gets slaughtered. Yeah, and in live action TV, I was only able to find two references. Uh, one was Gilligan's Island, and the other one is the Muppet Show. <laughs> and for comic books, everyone has been to Easter Island, apparently. I found over 300 different references to the Moai in comic books. Uh, from Marvel, Deadpool, X-Force, to DC, Wonder Woman, the Justice League, Justice League Dark, the WWE has been there, Mad Magazine. It, it's and I'll just put a link, to, uh, a link to all these comic books in, in the description for the podcast, just because there's way too much to go over for that. Uh, for fiction novels, there's about, there's about 100 different fiction novels. Uh, starting in 1887. Most of the early novels were adventure tales of danger or overly sexualized stories or completely alien. The first series I ever heard of was the Hardy Boys in 1981. Before that, it was stories sold on the, the cover image. Yeah, because just make it look like a pirate or a yeah. sexy woman. Uh, Choose Your Own Adventure in 1983. Uh, Inside UFO 5440. <laughs> Uh, the show Mask, like the, the the cartoon that I was talking about earlier, they had a book that took you to the Moai in 1988. There was a couple of Indiana Jones books that both came out in 1992. They both had went to the Moai. There's a Doctor Who book in 1998, Eye of Heaven with the Fourth Doctor. Ah. A Laura Croft book, uh, The Man of The Man of Bronze, in 2005. The most recent books have been aimed at very young kids, which is great. Trying to get them interested in any way is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'll, I'll, I'm going to put a link to all of this stuff in the descriptions. So, so if you want to take a look and find out where, where all these things are from. Uh, for music, there's about 70 different songs or bands that have been uh, influenced by the Moai. Uh, Moody Blues, uh, Go Now 1965. They have a Moai on the cover of their album. Chris Christopherson in 1978 album has Easter Island. That is the name of the island. The name of the album was Easter Island. Uh, Pink Floyd has a couple of bootleg albums. 1994 album, A Great Day. They have Moai statues on their cover, and 2000, 2007's Melbourne have Moai statues on their on the cover. The Brian Setzer Orchestra, the Ultimate Collection, recorded live 2020. The cover has Moai on it. <laughs> so. Uh, just, it's just an easy image to do because, well, it's just giant heads and they're very mi- mi- mystic. Uh, now, there's about 18 different board games. Uh, three of the board games 
are called Rapa Nui. They're all <laughs> completely different. <laughs> two of them are called Moai. Once again, they're completely different. There's two editions of Monopoly, the World Edition and the Chili Edition, that have Easter Island in it. There's about four different video games. Super Mario Land in 1989 for the Game Boy. Tomb Raider 3 in 1998 for the PS1, PC, and Mac. Konami Crazy Racers in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance. Animal Crossing New Leaf in 2012 for the 3DS. And it I, I mentioned it b- before, uh, but the, the big thwomps in Mario. Yeah. The, their faces on, on big rocks. So they could be Moai. Yeah. But there also could be... Uh, old Mac heads. Old Mac heads. Or just be... Or just be giant heads with faces on them. Yeah, or giant, giant rocks with faces on them. It's very luckily they were influenced by either the, yeah, Moai, the Moai or the Olmec. Or the Olmec, yeah. Yes. Now, advertising. That is such an easy image to use for, for advertising. Uh, it's been used from everything from Jeep to Canadian Club Whiskey to Sony headphones to Heineken to Fiat to Visa, Smirnoff Vodka, Mini Wheats, Quaker Oats, <laughs> DHL. Uh, they've Those... Moai statues are sluts for advertising. They will sell themselves for anything. <laughs> Do the rights even belong to anyone, though? That's Probably the not. Thing. Probably, Probably not. don't belong to anybody, so that's why Probably they're easy to use. They're... But yeah, no, everyone will use those for just because everyone... Rec- that's how everyone knows what a Moai statue is, because they've seen them for years in advertising. Yep. And in TV shows and comic books and video games. You can't go. You can't throw a rock without hitting something that references a Moai statue. <laughs> Basically, yep. But I anyway, mean, that—that's all I got. So you, you left it on a much lighter note than I did. Yeah, so I try to cheer things up. I um, that's much better. <laughs> so that's all we have for Easter Island. Um, if you would, if you've listened this far, which if if you if you like it, you and you've definitely listened this far. Uh, thank you, one. Thank you so much. Please uh, subscribe. Let us know what you think. You can contact us at diggingdeeperwiththeancients at gmail.com. We have an Instagram page that is at diggingdeeperwiththeancients, all one word. Um, So if you could just follow us and give us some feedback, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Also, any suggestions. If you'd like to learn more on any of the topics we have covered already, or if you have suggestions for future topics, we'd love to hear them. And... Yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, thank okay. you for thank you for listening everyone. Bye. Bye.